This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Divine Power Podcast, where we discuss the power of healing, spirituality, and becoming boundless. My name is Hannah Horn, and I am so grateful to connect with you beyond what is physical. Let's get started. Hello loves, I hope you are doing well and I am very grateful that you are tuning in for episode 17 of the Divine Power Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I do have to say that today is going to be a little bit more unorganized, possibly a little bit all over the place. I don't have a plan, I don't have a book, I don't have anything topic-wise that I'm going to try to stick to. Today's a bit more of a life update, a realization update, and any tips or tricks that I've learned and possibly any means to connect with you or any new listeners. Hello, if you're a new listener, welcome to the Divine Power Podcast. And if you are an old listener, thank you for coming back. I am very grateful for all of you. You have absolutely no idea this podcast has become such a safe space for me and such a way for me to learn how to speak better and I find that I'm better at communicating and speaking boundaries and talking more clearly and not stuttering over my words as much in my day-to-day life with other people because that used to be a big struggle of mine. Anyway, it doesn't... (laughs) doesn't matter i just want to say thank you just so i don't promo myself later on uh if you have a calling to or would like to reach out to me on instagram you can follow me or dm me at hannah.horn h-a-n-n-a-h dot h-o-r-n so i'm making this episode today as another little documentation on what's going on in my life because life has been challenging me immensely in the past couple of days and this isn't me complaining this is me explaining that these things are inevitable and we can't expect or control a life within our minds when what's bound to happen will happen based on the choices that we make and the energy we give out and the energy that is received in the last episode when i discussed the theory of emptiness it's crazy how (laughs) hard it's hitting my life and just to do a little bit of a backtrack sorry if you can hear anybody in the background my mom is downstairs and my house has really high ceilings so it's very echoey in this house I'm actually cuddled in the corner of my room (laughs) trying to find the most quiet space and I had to wait for a couple people to leave the house because my sister had a bunch of not a bunch of I don't know what I'm saying my sister had a friend over and when new people are in the house I get really weird and quiet and I tend to hide away I don't know why I'm that way but I just am and uh so the last time I recorded was Monday and I was 
having a great day, like an absolutely great day because I was headed to MEPS that day. And I don't think I've ever addressed this on the podcast, I might have, but MEPS is the medical physical that you go to where the military gets a finalization of all your records, your blood work, your vision, your hearing, your allergies, um, your weight, your mobility, etc. to see if you are equipped and qualified to join. Every branch has different qualifications and it is known that the Marines and the Air Force are the hardest of the branches to join. (sighs) Where do I get started, my loves? So I actually wasn't planning on recording today, but I just had a calling to to sit down and get this off my chest because it has been hard. And I know from an outward perspective, it's very easy to just brush it under the rug or just be like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I'm learning to understand that the individual's situation and the individual's adversity that is happening in their life is so much more extreme and emotional for them than it is for whoever is watching or trying to understand. It's a very easy concept to get, but it makes me a lot more sympathetic when somebody is in pain or agony or in distress. And that's why I get guilty sometimes, you know, saying like, oh, just reprogram your mind, just be optimistic. I'm not saying to just shove the shit down and to hide your emotions and not face your emotions. I'm saying find healthier outlets. And going back to the backtrack, so Monday I woke up early, went for a run by the beach, swam in the ocean, was in my mind trying to get my last bit of civilian life in before I was deciding my job and heading to MEPS for the second time and then shipping off for my enlistment in the Air Force. And what I failed to realize was there was still a possibility that even after all I've been through, I might not get in. I have been trying to join since January. And when I mean since January, that's when I first spoke to my recruiter. And I was actually planning on leaving around May. Something happened until I could finally move forward with the Air Force Reserves. And so the day came. I went to MEPS. Everything was great. I met some really amazing people, like-minded people. Just, it was nice to be around people my age again, you know, because COVID I and my senior year, I took online. So I really shut myself away. And I've been very, I would say, alone for the past two or so years. The only person I really spend time with is my mother, my father from time to time, I don't see him very much, and my boyfriend. My boyfriend is my best friend, and I always said I didn't want to be that girl, but (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm gonna spend time with the person that shows the most care for me and wants to engage with me the most. Anyway, so went to MEPS, everything was fine, everything was perfect. I was giddy, I was relaxed, I wasn't anxious, even though Everybody else, I think everybody else, especially the girls, were like, you're not nervous, like, at all? And I I just, for some reason, had this deep knowing that I was going to be okay. And even though I had nurses, you know, being like, where the fuck you think you're going? Like, are you stupid? Get in line. And I was like, yes, ma'am. I just didn't care. Like, I don't know why that stuff doesn't bother me. I think it's because I know deep down that they get off, their ego gets off on having some level of importance in that. And I kind of just laugh at it internally. And if that's what they, you know, if that's what they want to make themselves feel better in their line of work, then that's what they want. But then, you know, a couple hours later, The same nurse that was fucking yelling at me when she's alone with me away from her boss is like, oh my god, I love your tattoo. 
you're so sweet. I love your name. Um, we both have um, spiritual names. And uh, she's like, my name's Faith. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, And then she was like, hey, uh, uh, I think her name was like Jessica or something. She's like, hey, Jessica, guess what we're doing later? We're going to the Palm Beach outlets and we're getting tattoos. Because she asked me where I got my tattoo d- uh, done. And I was like, I got it done at Ink and Pistons in West Palm Beach. I don't know. I'm just, (laughs) I don't know where I'm getting at here. But anyway, I just realized that these people are people and this is their job to beat you down to build you back up. And they're trying to just give you a taste of what the military is going to be like. It's not going to be like, oh, sweetie, come with me. It's no, where the fuck do you think you're going? Get your ass over here. Stand in line. Look up. Look straight. Have some respect for your authorities. And I just thought it was like, (laughs) I don't know. I like it. Being there made me like realize how much more I wanted to be in the Air Force. Like when I got there, I was like, okay, this is just verifying. Anyway, I'm kind of walking on eggshells trying to get to the main point. So I got to the very end and everything's fine. My eyesight, my hearing, my mobility, my weight, everything is fine. And then my doctor goes, so you're medically disqualified. And I was like, what? I was like, excuse me, ma'am, I don't understand. And she was like, you have a cashew allergy and your allergist prescribed you an epidephrine or an auto injector or an EpiPen. And I have never, mind you, never used one of these in my life. In my personal opinion, I've never had a severe reaction, even though I've eaten a lot of cashews before. I do have a reaction, but it's never anaphylactic, nor anything that's going to send me to the hospital. I think I have to have like an insane amount of cashews. And mind you, if they get cooked, they don't bother me not nearly as much. It's just a little bit of like itching in the throat, but they're very serious about that, especially the Air Force. And, uh, and she goes, I really do wish you the best because you're a great candidate. And I would hate to see them not allow you to move forward because of this. And I haven't felt so defeated in a long time. It's been a really long time since I've felt like, what the fuck do I do now? I don't think I've wasted, but I've spent so much time getting paperwork here and talking to this person, talking to this person and going here and just dealing with all the phone calls and all the paperwork just to get told that my minor cashew allergy is stopping me from joining. And there is hope, there is good news. I was told that if I got a statement from my allergist as to why I got prescribed the epidephrine, or the EpiPen, that I would have the possibility of receiving a accepted waiver. I'm going to get the waiver regardless, but it helps in my favor when giving it to the main colonel or whoever's the highest in the acceptance of or unacceptance of waivers. I hope you understand what that means. Like, I just, I know that even though these people aren't supposed to put emotions into their job, my career right now, riding on whether or not somebody is having a good or a bad day. (laughs) And I, and me and my mom, and I don't want to be embarrassed if it doesn't turn out this way, but me and my mom truly think and have a deep-rooted feeling that I'm going to get accepted. And if I don't get accepted, I've actually considered joining the Marines or the Navy. I know this sounds a little crazy, I believe the air conditioning just turned on, so if you can hear that, I do apologize. 
This microphone's supposed to be like great because I've dropped a good amount of money on it, but I think my audio sounds exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I I got hit with a lot of defeat, and I actually have a job interview tomorrow at the Palm Beach Airport. It's a private little airport. I'm just trying. I've been not working for a couple weeks now because I was riding on getting accepted and then going to basic training, but now not knowing if I'm going to get the waiver in three, six months, I don't even know if it's going to get accepted or not. So it's such like an unknown. I'm just in shock. (laughs) I learned about the theory of emptiness about a week and a half ago, and here it is right in front of me, and I just have to accept it. And I think the crazy thing is that if this same situation happened to me when I was 17, even 18, even a year ago, even a couple fucking months ago, I would have been way more distraught, way more negative, way more down about it. And I'm not going to lie to you, even though that was tomorrow, it'll be a week. So today is November. What is today? Hold on, let me check the date. Today is November 7th, and I recorded on November 1st. I apologize. I recorded on November 1st. I went to MEPS November 2nd. And uh, yeah, so the day after I felt really defeated. I'm not even sure if any of you care. I just kind of need to give an update as to where all of this is going because who knows? I might still be recording forever because <laughs> I was going to take a two-month break when I went to basic training. Obviously, you can't bring anything with you. No electronics. I won't have a phone. I won't have internet. Nothing. Um, I might get 10 minutes of phone time on Sunday, but I'm calling my parents. That's all I can do. No social media. Nothing like that. So I, w- I was riding on that, saying that for quite a while. I even said that in my last episode, and now I don't even know. So I'm just putting that out there. I've had people tell me, oh, what's meant to be will be. Yeah, I get that. I know that. Like, 100%, I know that. But it doesn't invalidate the discouragement that I have felt the past couple of days. If we're being honest, the first day on Wednesday after MEPS, November 3rd, I slept in till like 11. I know me. I sleep when I want to ignore my problems. And I slept in till 11. And I dragged myself out of bed and I got, I forced myself to get on my mat. And of course I felt better. And I did my yoga. My boyfriend dragged me to the gym. Um, I've only been to the gym three times this week, which is not normal for me. I like a little bit of routine. And shoot me, I guess. Like, I like a little bit of routine. There's nothing wrong with that. And it just goes to show that it's okay to take a break from time to time when you need it. I have been laying around a lot more. I've been very discouraged. Somebody said something to me recently, and it actually happened before MEP, but you're going to get told a time in your life, no, you're not always going to get what you want. And it's crazy to me that a nut allergy is what is putting my military career on hold when I want this so badly, and I know it's contradicting to this quote-unquote image that I have but I don't have a fucking image I am who I am I like what I like and I don't give a shit if it bothers anybody's ego or rocks anybody's world that Miss Hippie Dippy wants to fucking join the military like (laughs) just because I like a certain kind of music and I like to paint and I like to do yoga and I like to I don't know talk about spirituality and all this shit doesn't mean that I don't enjoy other aspects of life and it's crazy to me that a couple of days ago I was so excited about life and I still am don't get me wrong I'm 
I'm thinking about, you know, getting a job for a little while. If the military doesn't work out, applying at the Four Seasons, saving up a bunch of fucking money. When traveling, bands die down a little bit. I'm truly thinking about taking that trip to India, getting my license, and then just doing what I wanted to do after the military. And I had to ask myself when all this shit was going down, there were so many contributing factors, guys, as to why I couldn't join since January. But I wish I could say them, but I I literally can't. (laughs) I actually can't because it really might fuck me over in the future but there was a lot of things that I had to wait out and it does get discouraging it really does and I want you to know that if you're going through anything similar where you're excited for something and you're waiting for something and you feel like there's so many roadblocks and you want to give up don't don't fight for it until you can't being discouraged is normal and I'm teetering between trying to understand if the universe is doing this for my betterment because it knows that joining isn't good for me or it wants to see how much I want this and I I don't even know. I asked my mom, I was like, do you think the universe is holding me back because it wants to see how much I want this and how much I'm willing to fight for this? Or do you think that the universe is doing this because it doesn't want me to join? And I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. I'm I'm trying to be intuitive about it, but if I truly am honest with myself, egos aside, I want this. And I had to ask myself, I had, sometimes you got to dive deep. I'd ask myself, why do you want this? Well, I want some sort of confidence. I have confidence in a sense, but confidence to get outside of that imposter syndrome, confidence to teach yoga. The reason that I never went forward with teaching yoga, even though I was certified, was because every time I would step into a room, I would choke up and cry and have to walk out whenever I would practice classes. I didn't actually make classes because in order to make classes, you have to verify to your teacher that you can make one all the way through. And even though I would practice with my class and it was fine, the second that we would simulate a sort of actual class with friends and such, I would choke up quite literally and cry. I didn't know why. I was dealing with the eating disorder at the time, dealing with a realization that somebody didn't love me not nearly as much as I loved them, working a job and dealing with junior year of school. Junior year, in my opinion, is the hardest year. Anyway, I think it was a lot of social anxiety and anxiety on top of the eating disorder and the depression. It was like one big mash. And then when I wanted to teach the yoga, it just wasn't happening. And so I'm not certain, but I do think the military is going to give me that sense of confidence in my voice and be able to speak what I want to speak without getting so stuttery and stumble over my words. The podcast is such an easy place for me to just speak clearly, but in a normal social setting, guys, I'm very quiet. (laughs) I'm the weirdo. It takes me a couple of minutes, maybe even an hour or two to finally loosen up when I'm around people. I don't know why I deal with it. I just do. And I don't know if it's deep-rooted programming, which I'm also trying to work on this really deep programs that enable me from living the life that I truly want to live but we're not going to go into any of that. I just wanted to sit down with you and make this episode because it's so easy to 
listen or watch or look at other people's content and media and think that I'm not saying that you guys think this of me not even in the fucking slightest I think that I come off really real and raw I could be wrong but I'm this way when I look at other youtubers that I like or podcast creators or people on Instagram it's really easy to look at their life and think well oh they're they've got it all together even though deep down you know they don't because they perceive themselves that way you beat yourself up because you're not because you're the one that sees every aspect of your life like of course you're the one living it but it's so easy to compare yourself and it's so easy to get sucked into that trap of well I'm not enough if I don't do this and they wake up at five in the morning and they do this and they do that and they do that and if I don't do that then I'm not enough absolutely fucking not life shouldn't be this strict routine day in and day out I think you should have habitual practices that are healthy but I don't think that you need to beat yourself up about it if you don't fulfill them every single day I think they become repetitive I think they become tiresome and this past week when I normally would be excited to practice my yoga I was dragging myself to the mat and I didn't know if I should do it I didn't know if I should not But every time I did it, I knew it was good for me and I felt good afterward. And it's those sort of habitual practices. I'm just using yoga as an example. It's my favorite thing in life. (laughs) It is my quiet space. It is my stillness. It is my peace. So, but I also have watched people who just get into yoga and I can see how it can be really challenging and really hard to get into something like that because now looking back, I remember my first two years, especially before my teacher training, my first two years of yoga was hard. It still is hard now, don't get me wrong, but I think we forget, especially because of instant gratification, how important it is to practice things over and over and over. And we have this expectation of being good at it right off the bat. I've been doing yoga for four to five, yeah, five years now. And I am nowhere near some of these other practitioners out there, but I'm not going to sit here and compare myself because my journey is my journey. And the same thing goes for sketching and painting. If I look at my sketches three years ago, my paintings are ass. Let's not talk about my paintings. I don't paint very much. But my sketches, I'm proud of them like I am. But if I look at my sketches two years ago, when I, no, three years ago when I started, they're nowhere near what they are now. This is just little simple examples. Or my podcast. My first episode, definitely all over the place in comparison to the episodes that I put out now. I don't know if anybody prefers my older episodes, but it just goes to show that things that are worth it for you and things that you truly want to progress in and things that you want to create a craft out of take time. They take years. It just doesn't happen overnight. Cooking, I've been cooking for myself for five years now. I was shit (laughs) when I first started. I was absolute shit. I didn't even know how to saute onions. Uh, (laughs) I'm just talking out my ass right now. Um, What else? Running. I'm using my own examples, guys, because I can't think of other things. Running, for example. Uh... When I first started, hard as fuck. And now when I run, it is is hard, don't get me wrong. But it's the habitual practice of muscle memory. There we go. Muscle memory. And subconscious programming that teaches the body and the mind how to do it. 
And through Source, you're able to create a wonderful connection to be present in all of it. I like habitual practices that make me present. And journaling. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Journaling. Funny story. I started journaling when I was... (laughs) Oh goodness, I'm about to expose myself. So I started journaling when I was like... fifth grade going to sixth grade and I had to throw out my journal entries from six to eighth grade because no six to yeah six to eighth grade because <laughs> oh my god I was such an egotistic maniac literally all I would read it and I'll be like what the fuck is this I would be like well, she said this, and they said this, and this is the popular pyramid, and oh, and I need to wear this at school to look cool, and I need to have this, and then my journal entries now are like, I am embodied in the presence of peace and bettering myself through loving this life and not compare like, the difference, <laughs> the difference of the mentality is crazy, and Even my journal entries from like ninth grade, like cringy as fuck. But I would be like, I'm going to try to be the aesthetic that I've always wanted to be. And I'm really going to like work on it. And I'm... (laughs) I'll read some of it sometime. Actually, I can look at it right now. Hold up. So I have my um, ninth grade journal with me right now. (laughs) It's um this like little leather journal that my dad gave me actually he's the one that got me into journaling through this my mom literally since i have been well, since i've been consciously aware of it gets up at like 5 30 a.m every single fucking day and journals to god like prays through her journal entries and so i guess i've picked it up from her but um yeah she's been doing that for years now and her journals are stacking i've got like i think i've got eight or nine stacked right now And I had to throw out my middle school one because my insides were cringing beyond levels that I think I've ever cringed before. And if anybody fucking found those, I don't know how embarrassed I would be. I don't, (laughs) I don't care. Like, I don't care how understanding anybody would be of that. But I was a fucking little egotistical, egotistical maniac. I would watch all those movies about high school, like Mean Girls and... High School Musical and I don't know what else I was watching at the time, but I would watch those movies and I had this like warped idea of what middle school and high school was supposed to be like and I got really obsessed with being popular. (laughs) Fast forward to fucking 10th grade, 11th grade and I'm eating lunch every day alone in my English teacher's classroom and hiding my face with my hair because I don't want anybody to look at me. And here I am sitting alone talking to a microphone, but hoping to talk to any of the listeners out there that are here. Hello, how are you? Um, Oh, also before I read this, I think I totally forgot to address this, that yeah, the shit that's going on in my life right now sucks, but I kind of accepted it because like whatever's meant to be will be. And because of the energy that I put out, What's meant for me will come to me. Everything is happening for me, not against me. And there are going to be days that I cry my eyes out about it. And there are going to be days that I feel hopeless and in despair. But I'm not going to stop fighting for this. If it truly doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And then I take another plan and another route of action. I'm not embarrassed like I used to be about things when I would quote unquote quit. Because I'm not quitting. It just didn't unfold in the way that I thought it would. But I release expectation. 
and I trust the universe and I trust God and I trust the powers that are above me that they're working for me and then this is my path in life and if the military doesn't work out whatever dude whatever so (laughs) this is like my first high school kind of entry it was before I went to high school but it's like oh so I haven't started high school yet but I'm nervous af (laughs) oh my god I'm cringing already I know it's lame to write in diaries, but I don't really care, to be honest. I've recently gone through a lot. (laughs) Like, you get it. You get it. I just... It was literally, like, just me complaining about my boyfriend at the time and wanting to break up with him, but not not knowing how. And we were together for almost a year and a half, two years. And he's the only other guy besides the boyfriend that I have now that I would really say I was in love with. Even though it wasn't pure, deep connection love, I genuinely love this person because I wanted to make it work really bad. And then all these other guys that I've met along in my future, I knew from the get-go as fucked up as this is that it wasn't gonna work out. And until Casey right now, he's the only guy that I've been like, I really want this to fucking work. I don't see this ever ending. And I really, really hope that we can love each other until the end of time. I think where I fucked up in my past relationships is like having an expectation of what I wanted the person to turn out like and Casey's the only person that I don't do that with Casey is my boyfriend by the way if you are a new listener talk about him quite often he's my best friend all right yeah so like here's another example of Thursday October 27th of 2016 today was another shitty day but instead of crying I went mute like I said I'm disappointed in we'll just call my first boyfriend Derek (laughs) I don't know like I said Yes, I'm disappointed in Derek for smoking, but I found it wasn't a one-time thing. It's been going on for months, and here I am thinking I could trust him completely. Dot, dot, dot. Sick and tired of crying over him with my mixed feelings, and I just wish we could talk. (laughs) I can't read this anymore. I can't read this anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh, my first journals were super, like, diary vibes. And then my journal entries now... When was this? February 5th of 2021. I am on a path that I understand has its ups and downs, always. There is no exact guarantee of happiness. There is not prolonged periods of depression, emotions come and go. I am the human consciousness experiencing these emotions and thoughts. I am not the emotions or thoughts in itself. I am more than the labels. I am worthy. I attract love. I receive love. I am abundant in all I do. I am successful in my finances, relationships, and career. I love my job. Just like you can see that like habitual practice curates growth. It just does. For the things that you truly care and love about it. Remember when you first started your job and how much you didn't know and then you know a couple weeks later, a couple months later, maybe a couple years later, you're the fucking master. You know you think you can run your job better than your manager. (laughs) Those kinds of feelings. I don't know guys. I know today was a little bit of a random ramble. But that's how I'm feeling, truthfully. And I feel like this is a lot more of like my older podcast vibes where I just sit down and talk my ass off. I don't know if you guys like the reading stuff. If you do, let me know. If you don't, also let me know because I read that stuff because it makes me feel like I'm more organized and I have something to truly talk about and go off of. And I want to share some of the things that I'm learning about in my life on a day-to-day basis. I just think it's cool. Uh, But... Yeah, MEPS was uh, disappointing. I was actually amazing the whole time, pretty much. And then the very last two minutes of it was extremely disappointing. 
And I think it's crazy that just being prescribed an epidephrine, even though I've never picked one up, claimed me as anaphylactic. Just because the doctor saw that my allergist prescribed me one, even though I never got it, even though I've never used one, I was considered anaphylactic. At the end of the day, that's what happened. And I'm trying to get that cleared up with the colonels, with the sergeants, with my recruiter, and with the doctors at MEPS. I'm trying to find any medical documents or go to my allergist and make medical documents that state that I'm not. It was for precaution's sake, yada, 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 it doesn't matter. But yeah, I guess to my ego, it's a little embarrassing because, you know, I talk about it and it's full circle that, you know, a couple episodes ago, I think it was like my third or fourth episode, maybe my second, I don't know. I talked about how embarrassed I was that I used to talk every day about living in a van right when I got out of high school and then here I am not doing that and feeling like I need to fulfill this sort of expectation and when the expectation's not met, I'm hard on myself and I'm hard on my worth. And something my sister said to me recently that I know deep down within myself, but it's nice to be reminded of it so I don't feel lazy in my eyes is she said to me, I think, and she's 16, mind you, but all of her siblings besides her younger brother, are have been older. We've had a lot of different step-siblings, and um, I had to mature really quickly, and so did she. And she said to me, you know, I think, Hannah, when you release the expectations of what you think you should be doing in life, you're free. And it really hit home with me, and I want to tell her soon, like, thank you. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're three years younger than me. You changed my life in two seconds because even though I know deep down nobody gives a shit about me as much as I think because <laughs> that's just my ego talking. I think a lot of us deal with that where we think everyone's like analyzing us and judging every little thing we do when they're not. At least I don't do that to other people. I only do that to myself. What's that saying? Oh yeah, we're our worst critics. Very cheesy saying, but very true. <sighs> Damn, these old sayings, they always come full circle because they're so fucking true. We just need to listen to them sometimes. But uh, I want to get the message out there that you are not bound to an expectation put on you by your parents, by yourself, by your friends, by your peers, by the authorities above you. You are free to live whatever life you choose. If you want to be the most successful doctor ever, go for it. But do it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you need to meet an expectation. If you want to join the military, Go do it, but not because you feel like you need to meet an expectation. If you want to become a teacher, do it, but not because you feel like you need to meet an expectation. If you want to go run away in the woods and live in a van and work shitty jobs and make content on the internet, do it because you want to, not because you need to meet an expectation. And I think that's when we can finally sit down with ourselves and ask ourselves what we really want in life take away all expectations that are put on us by other people or expectations that we think are put on us by other people because even my own parents have told me I don't have an expectation of you you're a human you don't need to be the fucking president for me to be proud of you I'm proud of you for working on yourself I'm proud of you for healing yourself do whatever you want in life and I've been very blessed to have parents with that outlook but deep down I think that they will only 
love me if I reach this epitome of success when that's just an illusion in my mind that I need to deprogram. So that's an affirmation that I'm beginning to work on as well is I am free of expectations from others. I am free of expectations from others. I am free of whatever. You know what I'm saying. I hope you're practicing your affirmations. I hope you are nourishing your body whether it's through meditation, whether it's through exercise, whether it's through your food, whether it's through all three. I hope that you got a little bit of a laugh today, a little bit of connection today, a little bit of resonation. Don't know what this episode was, but it is what it is. (laughs) I'm sorry it was really unplanned, but it just happened to be this way. And wish me good luck on my job interview tomorrow. I applied at a couple more places. I will keep you guys updated on that because I don't even know if I'm going to take the job tomorrow if I get it. I'm only going to do things that truly feel aligned with me, not because I just need money, you know? Um, With that being said, you are very loved, you are worthy, and you are capable of bettering yourself. One quote that I want to read before I do get off is, Be careful not to make healing your entire identity. The ego is always searching for neat, definable labels to attach itself to. Make sure you define yourself by living, experiencing, being. You aren't a problem that needs to be solved. Very fucking true. I think at the end of the day, what I'm just trying to say is you are capable of living a life full of joy, full of peace, full of stillness, but still accepting that disparity, sadness, disappointment, irritability is bound to come. But by accepting it and embracing it, you curate freedom in your life instead of suffering. Freedom that enables you to cry without, because I'm a deep feeler and I don't mind crying. I actually sometimes enjoy crying. It helps me release deep-rooted emotions, but besides the point, crying that allows you to let go instead of hold on. Anger that allows you to scream out into the universe and let go instead of hold on. With that being said, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Much love.